Hello, my beautiful beans, and welcome to today's episode. So this episode is going to be, oh, look, there's a lot to talk about, to be honest with you guys, but it's basically around self-assurance and what comes with self-assurance and what happens or where it stems from when you don't really feel self-assured. And a lot of it does have to do with self-love, but a whole bunch of it is kind of not necessarily just about self-love. Kind of doubles into confidence as well, but I think this is a topic in and of itself, and a lot of people struggle to assert themselves in certain situations, especially when they feel pressure from society, other people around them, but the big one is pressure from parents, not wanting to disappoint your parents or your family or maybe like a a community, it could be, for for whatever reason. So we're going to go into all of that and how to kind of get more self-assured and really just um, get deep into who you are and just live from that angle. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Also, I just did want to apologize that I did not have an episode come out last Friday. I was just completely under the pump. I was all of last week, I was moving places and it's just hectic. It's so hectic because there's so many moving parts, there's so many balls in the air and I am not organized at moving. You'd think I am because I've moved like about 20 times in my life or maybe just I think it's like 18 times in my life you'd think I would have it down to a fine art but alas I do not so I start when I start packing I start maybe the first box is organized and then after that it's a shit show of shoving things that fit in the crevices so there's no rhyme or reason there's no like ones for clothing ones for kitchen it's like no let's fill this box up with fucking clothes but it's pots and pans so it was a shit show and then I had to anyway I'm not going to bore you with the details but I had to be in like all these locations at one time for this delivery for this for that did not get around to doing that episode and I feel like the last couple of weeks just this month has been I've been a little bit behind the eight ball I've just like kind of not been ahead so once I settle into this move I'm actually pretty excited to get really organized again every time I've been in one of those organized periods of my life I just feel so great I feel a lot calmer I feel a lot more present so that's what I'm my aim for this week the goal for this week is organization even if I don't get that much done I feel like that would be setting the foundations up in my new place so then I can be kind of you know planning things ahead of time and having my life sorted anyway um one more thing before I dive straight into the topic of today is that For those of you that haven't already checked it out, Sunroom has launched. So the way Sunroom works is that it's an app called Sunroom. You can just download it. It's not my app. I'm just a content creator on the app. You just go to the app store, download Sunroom, and my username is Alexis. So you just jump on and check that out. There's a whole bunch of users, really cool content creators there. And what that is, is just a platform where I release things. It is where I am now releasing my mindset hacks. There'll be a module that comes up every week. Now you have the option of uh, paying for a membership. Now the price is slightly different because depending on which country you are in will depend on what kind of price you're going to get. But if you are in Australia, it's around kind of like the $14 a month mark-ish. It's around, it's, it's US dollars. So that's going to kind of like move up and down a tiny bit based on like the dollar 
value, but it's around the $14 a month mark. However, if you don't want, and it's month to month, you cancel at any time. If you don't want to do that monthly membership, you have the option of just paying to unlock individual pieces of content. So you might be someone that doesn't really care for a bunch of things that I upload, but you might just really want to do the homework of that mindset hacks that week. So in that case, you could just go in and pay to unlock that segment. And it's normally going to be between like a dollar or $3 or around that mark to unlock certain pieces of content. So you've got a couple of options there, but definitely go check it out from here onwards. My mindset hacks will be released on Sunroom um, and then a whole bunch of other things as well. Guided meditations, just a deeper insight into my life, like um, answering a lot of listener questions. And that is where I respond to people's DMs. I'm just too overwhelmed with my Instagram, so I only get to a handful of them. But if you are a member on Sunroom, I do respond to member messages there. It's more like an intimate kind of platform. Anyway, let's get straight into the topic of today. So let's do it. It's becoming self-assured. So firstly, let's talk about what is it when you are not self-assured and where does that come from? Okay, so I'm just going to break it down into a bunch of points. Firstly, number one, it comes from trying to please others at the expense of pleasing yourself. If you do that all the time, if it's your parents or your friends or family or community or strangers or whoever, if you're always trying to please them at the expense of pleasing yourself, you're not going to feel very self-assured. When it comes to the crunch and you want to stand up for yourself or you want to give your opinion, if you think that it might offend or it might make someone uncomfortable, then you're less likely to do it. So you kind of always feel like a bit uneasy about who you are around certain people. Number two, it comes from not wanting or not knowing how to say no out of fear of kind of the outcome, out of fear of making it an uncomfortable situation or just um, disappointing somebody. Number three, it um, it's when you have a sense of responsibility to keep the peace. So it's basically this need to avoid conflict and you think that it's up to you to keep the peace. So in your mind, you're like, oh, I don't mind that they voice their opinions, but I couldn't voice mine because if I voice mine, then there won't be any peace. And it's my responsibility to keep the peace. So in other words, you you become smaller, you shut your mouth, you don't speak your mind. And mind you, everything I'm talking about here is I'm not talking about being rude and giving unsolicited comments. This is just about you being yourself and talking about what you want, what you believe, all of that kind of stuff, okay? Number four, it's this idea of not knowing how to be yourself just as you are. So just existing and saying what what you see as the truth about your life. You know, a lot of people do struggle with that and they feel that that's like, a, it's a lack of self-assurance when you can't, you feel a bit uncomfortable in your own skin. I guess that's ultimately what self-assurance is. Are you or are you not comfortable in your own skin at all times? Um, number five, it's a fear. This is a big one. It's a fear of not being relevant just in in life. And so you're always editing aspects of yourself or editing aspects of your life to remain relevant because you think if I'm no longer relevant, who am I? What do I have that makes me me? I'm like, I'm useless or I don't, you know, who am I now? What is my identity? If people aren't always coming to me for either advice or because I'm popular or because I'm really good at this career or I'm high up in my job, if I don't have that, then what do I have? Um, And number six, it's this idea of feeling responsible for other people's reactions to something that you have done in your life. I'm talking about decisions that you make about your own life, but you are fearful to take action on your own life because you think that 
it is up to you or it is your fault that someone else is going to react that way. This is a big one with parents, you know, like if, if your parents have a lot of pressure on your career and what you're wanting to do with your life or who you're going to date or where you're going to live, you genuinely, a lot of people will feel that they are responsible for how their parents are going to react when they tell them, oh, I'm actually moving to another city or I'm actually gay or, you know, and they think like, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't, I should hide that from them because I don't want them to have this reaction and it is up to me if they're going to have that reaction or not. When in reality, obviously that's not the case. So let's talk about ways now. So those are the kind of the main points of what it is or when having a lack of self-assurance comes from. There's obviously a whole bunch more and I'm sure that you can kind of apply basically what I've been talking about to your own life and find your own examples. But basically, like I said earlier, self-assurance is you just being comfortable with who you are and you being that version of yourself in all areas, okay? And and in addition to that, because that's one thing, being comfortable in your own skin at all times, but separate to that, it's this idea of knowing who you are no matter what. A lot of the time, people attach their identity to their jobs, to popularity, to a trend, to their appearance, to a whole bunch of things, to who they're dating maybe, to a community or a religion or whatever. And they so heavily attach their sense of self to that, that when something changes or something ends or uh, uh, you know something breaks down or fails, they then don't know who they are. They lose their sense of self and that's where a lot of people can spiral into a depression or um, a lack of they, – they sense that they are worthless or that no one will love them or that they have nowhere else to go. So it's this feeling of being lost when you lose the sense of who you are. When you are self-assured, you know who you are at all times, no matter what's going on in the periphery, and you are comfortable in your own skin to just be who you are, no matter who you are around. So that sounds fucking amazing, right? Like that sounds so good. And I think that most of us, if not all of us, could um, get more of that into our life. Like to, we would benefit from having more of that kind of energy, more self-assurance, more of that, okay? So... It will definitely make you feel happier. It will allow you to do what you actually want in your life. It will allow you to know what you want and know what you don't want. And you're just going to, I feel like you'll have a lot more fun with your life, like a lot more fun. Because at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, what are you doing? You know, if you can't say, oh, I had X amount of times, I had at least three or five or 10 or 20 fun things happen to me today. If you can't say that, then something's up, something is wrong, okay? And self-assurance is one of the best and sure ways that you're going to have a, a better experience through your life. So now I'm going to go over, I think it's seven, six or seven points um, of what you can do to increase your self-assurance, okay? So there's seven points. Let's get into it. Number one, you have to learn how to let others down when it comes to decisions about your own life. And look, even the term letting people down, I think should be used for way less than what it is used for. This idea of, oh, I don't want to let my parents down, that statement, I don't even agree with it existing anyway. And I'll explain this. Letting someone down is, is, for example, when you say to your friend, I'm going to help you move houses. Don't hire a removalist. I'll be there at 8am and then not rocking up. That's letting someone down, right? Or saying, I'll pick you up and I'll take you to the airport, but not doing it. That's letting someone down. Or 
you being part of a group assignment at uni and just not pulling your weight, that's letting your team down. So those are ways where you are letting someone down, where you commit to something and without giving an explanation or without prior warning, you just don't fucking show up. You don't come to the table and pull your weight. That is letting somebody down, okay? Letting someone down doesn't really apply for things that have to do with your own life and it only indirectly affects other people. The other person or party or your parents are choosing to set themselves up for this potential disappointment. That is their choice. That was not your choice. They chose to have an idea of what you were going to do with your life. They chose to tell you about it and then they chose to potentially get disappointed about it. That is 100% on them. You had no say in this whole thing. You're, you're just watching them create this illusion and then potentially get disappointed or potentially get excited. But that's all just a fucking illusion that they've created in their head. And that's not your problem or your responsibility. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You might have kind of agreed with them and kind of, you know, rolled with this idea for a while. But ultimately, you're not letting them down if you say, you know what, guys, I've actually changed my mind and that is not what I'm going to do with my life and I'm going to change uh, trajectory. I'm not going down that path anymore. If they then get disappointed, they are disappointed at their own illusion, okay? They might think that you have let them down and they might think that you have disappointed them, but again, that is their delusion. So while I don't even really believe in that statement, that it should be worded that way, let's just word it that way for the sake of this point number one. Start getting good at letting people down for not living up to their expectations of you, okay? And it could be like you could start fucking small. For example, your family or parents. I'm using the example of parents as one because that's one of the main ones that I get messaged about, but it could be about anyone. You might have your parents that are always talking about how much they love your hair that way. You could never change your hair. Oh, my God, you would never. You would never cut your hair. You're a, and then one day you just go and cut your hair, if you want, obviously, not, not just to make a statement, if you want to cut your hair. Just chop it fucking off and then rock up, Okay. That is a good way to start small. If you, I mean, I'm all for like big fucking big statements, but if you want to start small, little things like that, things about your appearance that you want to look a certain way and they've always made a comment or a statement, that's a really good way of starting out. And a really key point here is that when you do make a decision that goes against what, what you normally do because you don't want to rock the boat, you have to show that you are happy about this new decision. Often what people do is because we're sympathetic humans, right? So we try and soften the blow by acting, like by mirroring our parents or mirroring these people that are judging us. We soften the blow by being like, oh, I don't know. I know, I know it's crazy, but, oh, you know, I just thought I'd try something different. If you show that you're a little bit insecure about this decision or that you, you, you yourself aren't really sure if it was the right thing, but you thought you'd get, then these people who have this expectation on you and saw you change your mind, when they see that you're then unsure of that, they take that as, mm, see, that they shouldn't have done it. They made a mistake. They this, they that, they that. If you enter being like, oh my God, guys, I'm so thrilled with this decision that I've made. Look what I've decided to do and then explain what you've decided to do. If they then come at you with like, oh, but that's not the right, that's you just not, that's not good for you. You say, well, can't you say that I'm thrilled? Would you rather me be happy or would you rather me do X, Y, Z? What would you rather? Put, put the question in their hands, okay? But at the end of the day, you have to start getting good at letting, at quote unquote, letting people down when it comes to decisions about your life. Practice, practice, practice. Okay, number two. You want to learn how to say no when you want to say no or you want to learn how to say it wasn't for me. 
when something genuinely wasn't for you. This comes down to the idea of knowing when to quit. It is so important to know when to quit. And it's so important to understand the beauty of trial and error, the beauty of impermanence, the beauty of something new around the corner, the beauty of, you know, short-lived experiences and ending something at the right time. That is so important. We I think so many people put importance on this longevity of something or fucking fighting it out or struggling, the struggle, the struggle, the hustle, the hustle, even if you don't want to be there anymore, you don't want to do that. We put so much pressure in staying in somewhere for so long and we glorify that. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people will glorify that, that this idea of chopping and changing and chopping and changing makes, you know, you think, oh, well, if I do that, I must be lost, I must be lost. Instead of thinking, actually, no, me chopping and changing is listening to what I want. It's me being empowered. It's me being like, I've given this a go and it hasn't really worked for me. So I'm now going to change to something else. This idea of if you can start getting really good at saying that's not for me or that wasn't for me, then you start to really release a lot of this pressure that you feel from the people around you that expect things from you all the time. And all you have to do is adopt the word anymore. So for example, if Someone saying to you, oh, but you still always loved doing that. You always loved going there. You say, yeah, I did, but not anymore. Or if someone says, oh, my God, lol, that personality type, that's so you. That's like that's typical of you to always do that. You say, yeah, it was, but it's not anymore. It's changed. Or, or it could be anything. Like I used to love this job, but I don't anymore. You, you have to learn how to draw the line in the sand and make it very clear and express that to people, okay? You have to be able to say, when people question you about why you changed your career, you can just say, it was not for me. It was no longer for me. I didn't like it. I didn't want it. If you say, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure, I just, oh, I just don't, then people will try and convince you to go back or convince you to stay or convince you to fight for years and years and years of doing this fucking same shit again and again because they might think, they might be confused in thinking that you want to. A lot of the time, people that put pressure on other people is because they are trying to take control of a situation that they think needs controlling, okay? If you are always like, oh, I don't know what, I, but deep down you're like, I fucking know what I want, but I just don't know how to say it. Other people, e.g. your parents, might be looking at you being like, fuck, this kid needs to fucking be steered in a direction. I don't think they know what they want. And you might deep down just not have explored enough to know what you want. You don't need guidance 24-7 from your parents when you're an adult, but you've not been able to say that. So all these people think, oh, that person's timid, let's tell them what to do. That person looks shy, let's give them guidance. And it's frustrating because shy people and timid people don't lack direction. They might just not want to talk about it too much. But unfortunately, they're the ones that are going to then get wrapped up in this push and pull from people around them trying to tell them what to do, when to do it, how long to do it for, who they should date, where they should live, all that shit. And people who are timid then think, oh, fuck, and then they just swallow it because then they feel guilty because it's just gone for too long. Okay, next one, number three. Pay attention to how you feel when you hit milestones in your life, okay? So when you achieve something, when you, you know, when you've gotten a promotion or where you've gotten a medal or when you've spent X amount of time doing something or any kind of achievement, do you feel relieved or do you feel happy? 
Do you feel calm and excited or do you feel relieved? That is a warning, a big warning sign that you might be doing something for someone else instead of doing something for you. Or in reverse, when something doesn't go right for you that you've tried out, do you feel a lot of pressure? Do you feel a huge sense of internal disappointment? Or do you feel kind of a little bit like, okay, back to the drawing board. How can I approach this differently? A little bit bummed, but like, okay, let's do this again. What is your initial feeling when something goes wrong? Is it fear? Is it like, fuck? Do you feel I just want to give up? I feel like I'm hitting a wall and I just want to give up. Or is it like, wow, I'm really bummed. I'm not really that happy. I just need to regroup and I'll be fine. That is a really good indicator to let you know, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for somebody else? Because if you're doing this for somebody else, then it's never going to be for the right reason. Those things are never going to make you happy. Okay. And I'm going to, at the end of this um, episode, I'm going to talk about why it's never even going to make the people that you're trying to make happy, why it will never make them happy either. Okay. And I will go into that in a sec. But pay attention to these warning signs of how you are feeling. It's really good to identify this. And then once you can identify and acknowledge, wait a minute, I shouldn't, I should be feeling happy about this moment right now, but I'm just relieved because the pressure was so big. And if I didn't get this thing or win this race or win this award, then what would my parents have thought? What would they have thought about me? Would they be embarrassed? Would I have let them down? All these things. Then that's a big indicator that maybe you need to step away and at the very least take some time out from what you were doing. You know, so often people glorify these particular careers. It could be sport. It could be, you know, acting. It could be whatever it is. And a lot of careers, sport, for example, has a really short shelf life. And when you have a career with a short shelf life, the pressure that you put on yourself is fucking astronomical. It is absolutely bullshit that you will withhold from experiences just so you can slog out this career. And if you love it and if you want it, then by all means, go ahead and do it. But a lot of the time, people stick it out because of pressure, external pressure and other people's expectations around them. And also, for a lot of people that are in sports, as an example, they also stick it out because they feel guilty because of all the people that have helped them get to where they are and they feel indebted to these people forever. So now they don't. these people are sitting here, it might be you, it might be someone else, sitting there thinking, I don't actually know what I want to do right now because I've always said I want to do this. Everyone's then pushed me to do it and everyone's then identified or they see my identity tied to this sport or career or you know decision about myself, okay? Next one, number four, and this ties to identity. Ask yourself, who would I be without all these things in my life? Who would I be without this career, without these wins, without this money, without this uh, popularity, or without these friends? Who am I? And if you struggle to come up with an answer, then you need to do some work on yourself. And it's actually quite exciting because it's like a good place to start in a way, you know? If you could ask yourself, if I could no longer do what I want to do, if I could not do this job or if I could not aim for this thing that I want to achieve and that ended and I had to choose something else or if I could not look the way I look right now and have, you know, people always compliment me on my appearance and that be part of my identity. If I couldn't do any of that, how would I feel about me? How would you feel about who you are? Would you feel like a failure? Would you feel lovable? Would you feel that people would still gravitate towards you? Would you feel that people would want to spend time with you? Or do you genuinely think that if you didn't have these things, 
that you're attaching yourself to or this career or this medal or this win, do you think that people would forget about you and you would become irrelevant? Because self-assurance, weirdly enough, or ironically enough, or whatever you want to call it, comes from a lack of attachment to all these external things. The less attached you feel to these titles, to these wins, to this career, to this whatever, the calmer you feel, the more grounded you feel, and the happier you are to say, no, I don't like that, get away from me, I'm not interested, I want that, I'm going there, I'm moving here, I'm going to ask you out on a date, I'm going to be okay if that doesn't work out for me, I am fine. That is being self-assured. It's this calm, fucking peaceful energy of whatever's happening on the fucking surface of this ocean is going to happen. Something's going to be a bit more dramatic than others. Some is a ripple, some is a fucking huge wave. But I'm chilling well under the surface that I'm still going to be fine. There'll be a bit of movement, but I'm going to be fine. That is self-assurance. It's this idea that you truly understand that who you are is not conditional to what your job is, to if you won a medal or not, if you you competed in this thing or not, if you won that contest, if you got that promotion, if that person decided to date you, if this group of people wants you to hang out with them or not, okay? Self-assurance is, you know what? If that happens or if that doesn't happen, I am still me. So you need to ask yourself these questions. Would you be okay if you didn't have that thing that you're working towards? And if the answer is no then you probably have some kind of insecurities there or issues with self-love or on the flip side, you probably think that, oh, I would still want to do something. I could be something else or someone else or the world could be my oyster. But if I don't follow through and I don't do this, I'm letting someone down. And I would rather do this and have these people be happy than disappoint these people and live with the guilt for the rest of my life. You have to ask yourself all these questions because at the end of the day, if you can't be self-aware, you can read all the self-help books. I've read this great quote, but it's something along the lines of you can read all these self-help books, you can listen to all these self-help podcasts, you can do all the study in the world. But if you are not self-aware, it is a waste of your time. So I'm always asking you to ask yourself these questions and be frank with yourself and write it down and then revisit it at the end of the week or at the end of the day or at the end of the month. So like take me for example, I've got this podcast and I fucking love this podcast. I always say that this podcast is like my purpose. But what's really my purpose is me expressing myself and sharing my passions with people. If all of a sudden the podcast, you know, crumbled and no one decided to listen – would I be bummed? Of course I would. I've poured my heart and soul into it and I'm not like I, I have a fucking soul. Like I, I, of course I would be upset. But at the same time, I would understand that I have discovered this passion in me and it's to share education and it's to, you know, to have I love infecting other people with my passions and like if someone wants to talk about the brain, I want to talk about the brain. So as as bummed as I would be, I would not – I would, I would regroup, I would, you know, heal, but then I would be like, okay, well, I know that what I love to do is share my passion and share my knowledge, that my purpose could still exist and that is to share the knowledge and to try and help people improve their relationship with themselves. That's ultimately what I love to do. If I, if someone's, if I can help one person or, or a billion people, I'll be thrilled regardless. So I would then take that, understand that what I am is someone that likes to do that 
specifically, and now I would apply that in other areas. So you have to ask yourself, okay, I'm not these specific things, but what is an overarching thing that really makes my heart sing? And it could be, I like just making people smile, or I like distracting people from things that stress them out. So you could be a comedian, or I, like me, I like helping people change their relationship with themselves. Or it could be something completely different. I like inspiring people to know that they can just do what they want to do and give less of a fuck. It could be whatever the fuck you want it to be. But understand what your overarching theme is and it should be something that makes you thrilled when you think about it. And if you're not thrilled when you think about it, it's probably not your purpose. It's probably something that you've probably done for too long and you're fucking over it, but you just don't know how to let go of it because who would you be if you let go of it? You have to understand that you should always be you, regardless if things work out for you or not, regardless if that dream that you have works out how you thought or not, okay? Number five, get good at quitting when things aren't your thing, okay? Like I've got a, I think I've even got a, look, I don't know if it's a mindset hacks module that I've done in the past. I'm going to repurpose it and do it soon if I haven't already, um, but it's this concept of knowing when to quit, okay? And it's this idea that, you know, I think there's so much shame around quitting. And because of that, we stay in things for too long. We don't want to disappoint. We think, oh, fuck, it's bad enough if I quit. But what will people think of me if I quit? It's this. We, we, it's such a loaded thing. It's such a loaded word, quitting. Get good at quitting. Fucking quit. Quit all the shit you don't want to do. Just quit, okay? What like I said at the start of this podcast, the fuck is the point of doing something if you're miserable and depressed, okay? What, to make more money? To have a fucking title next to your name? What's the point? Ask yourself these questions, like bigger picture shit, okay? So I always say, like, really get to know yourself and learn when is the appropriate time to quit. And a really good thing to do, and I was talking to my sister about this today and we were like having this whole brainstorm pretty much about everything I'm talking about in this podcast. My sister and I, my auntie and uncle, we were all having this conversation. But basically, a really good thing to do so you can get better at quitting is try a whole bunch of things all the time. So like start this short course, see how it goes. If you don't like it, quit it. Start learning this language. If you're not a fan of it, quit. Start getting good at like, you know, constant change and evolution in your life and you're going to notice the things that and that you like you will gravitate towards and you will just do obviously I'm talking within reason you need to fucking pay your rent and pay your way through life so I'm not saying oh you don't like your job quit I'm talking about within reason but you can quit your job and have a temporary job in the meantime while you're sorting out who you are if that job represents insane amounts of stress you can um be on a bit of a budget if it means having some peace of mind and not waking up with severe anxiety every time you have to go into work, you can do that. You know, there are a lot of things that you can do that while you and, and still be responsible and still be independent and still have control over your life situation. Do you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is get used to the impermanence of things and you will start to learn. This is the beauty of it. You will start to learn that the things that you like, the things that you're interested in, the things that resonate with you are not going to feel like a slog. They might be hard work. They might take effort, but they're not going to feel like a fucking slog. And I've said this so many times and I'll say it again. For me, I've never worked harder in my life, but I've never tried less. Okay, this this whole pushing against the grain and try. I've never tried less in my life to do well. I've, I've never worked harder, 
but this work that I do now, it's clicked, right? And there's a fucking flow to it. And and the effort that I put in and the energy that I put in is I put in high energy all the time and I put in effort. But it just doesn't feel like this, this fucking struggle or a strain or I'm pushing against the current. It just doesn't feel that way. And that's what you will discover. When you start chopping and changing and quitting and starting, the things that are meant to stick will stick because you will be gravitating towards those things. So that's what I mean when you should get good at quitting. If you don't feel that way, if it feels like this crazy resistance against the current, that's probably a sign that it's not for you. If you can't remember the last time that thing made you happy, you should be reassessing if you should be doing what you're doing. And when you learn to quit, when you learn to say, that's not for me anymore, I'm done, goodbye, I'm getting rid, you will start to gain a huge sense of who you are, a huge sense of self-assurance. You're going to realize, wait a minute, I'm finally listening to what I want to do and I'm willing to say, no, I'm done. I'm willing to turn my back on this, despite what some people might think, despite quote unquote letting someone down. Because I've stopped and thought about it and all I'm doing here is pushing against the grain and I can't remember the last time I smiled doing this or the last time I felt genuine elation instead of relief, you know. You're going to realise that if you can let go of those things and, of course, identify, you're going to be way more self-assured. You're going to start to realise I don't need to put up with that shit and that is one of the best ways of feeling self-assured is realising what you will and will not put up with. Okay, the last one is number six and it's this idea of don't fall for the trap of feeling responsible for other people's happiness. When you fall into that trap thinking that you actually are responsible for other people's happiness and that you can actually do something about it, you actually rob yourself of living the life that you want to live. You rob yourself of knowing what you want. You rob yourself of knowing who you are, okay? And you also rob yourself of exploring new aspects of your life that you never even dreamed being a possibility because you had put all these roadblocks into place. You are cock-blocking yourself from experiencing something new and exciting in your life when you feel responsible to make other people around you happy, okay? Especially the ones that put pressure on you to do certain things or be a certain way. And then the other problem with falling for that trap is that you kind of exacerbate and blow up this false concept that you can make that other person happy in the other person's eyes. So for example, if it's your parent, that's always like, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. If you're like, yep, yep, I'll do it. I want to make you proud. I want to make you proud. You're then, you know, enhancing that belief in your parent thinking they are my reason for happiness. They are my happiness. Their success is my happiness. And there's a difference. Your parents aren't thinking you are my happiness. They're thinking you're achievements are my happiness and that's not okay and it's also obviously very toxic. You have to remind yourself you cannot make somebody happy. You can't make your parents happy if your parents are the kind of parents that genuinely believe that your achievements will make them happy then they are delusional okay and a good test to know if your parents are like no no you make me happy not your achievements then you say well quitting this makes me very happy and I'm really happy so are you now happy that I'm happy or are you sad that I'm not achieving this and then you're going to realize where their mind is at okay and if they say oh no but you achieving this will make you happy and will make me happy then they're just caught up in a lie okay, they're caught up in this life expectations of other people around them, whether it be their friends or their community or their whatever. 
parents that have and really pay attention to who's who's surrounding the people that put pressure on you parents as the example who put pressure on you to be a certain way are pressured by another group of people whether it's a religion whether it's their friends whether it's their community whether they feel that they're falling short because the people around them have all these achievements to their names okay they're not just isolated out of for no reason out of the blue going to have all these expectations on you expectations come from other expectations on them which come from other expectations on them this is a really like culty thing but it happens and it happens all the fucking time and this never-ending cycle from generation to generation or friend group to friend group nobody is happy so you might think, oh, I'm making my parents happy by achieving this. But no, you're not. Your parents are feeling relieved because now they can appease the people that are putting pressure on them to have a child that does X. Or they can appease their their community or their group of friends or whoever it is that they're trying to impress. So you now start to understand that you're not making them happy. You're just relieving them. Just like you feel relieved when you achieve something that, you know, the only reason you feel relieved is because the pressure is momentarily lifted off you and you finally like, oh, okay, okay, I'm not going to disappoint these people. They're feeling the same way, okay? So every time someone puts pressure on you, it's a lie and it's a trap to think that with that pressure, if you achieve something, they will then be happy. They will not be happy. At best, relieved. True happiness comes from shared happiness. You slogging it out and doing something and someone being quote-unquote happy, that's not true happiness. That's all external bullshit, ego, ego, external shit. Only true happiness can be shared and that's when you are happy and when they are happy and you can share it together. But you can't make them happy, okay? So you might as well just fucking not bother. If you can't make someone happy being miserable and if you can't make someone happy being happy, then just don't bother. I mean, still love them, still be a good kid, whatever, but just stop trying because these people ultimately are always going to be waiting for that next expectation, the next expectation. The best thing to do is to draw some fucking boundaries, and I've got a few podcasts on that, and create a standard of like, this is where I'm at right now. I'm not going to fall for that trap anymore. I am not doing that. That is not me anymore. No, no, goodbye. In my opinion, one of the best things you can do for the people around you is show them what it's like to rid yourself of the pressure, to rid yourself of these expectations and these, you know, cultural whatever that is around you and be like, I'm done doing that. The more people that do that, the more people will feel comfortable doing the same thing. And the more you do that, the more you're going to know who you are and the more assertive you will become. When you don't have expectations and pressure on you or when better said, when you don't feel controlled by the expectations and the pressure on you and you're able to compartmentalize that and push it aside being like, that's not my box to deal with, you fucking take it back. When you do that, you will feel a lot calmer with who you are. You'll feel a lot more willing to try new things, experiment new things, start and start again and start again at different times in your life until you find what clicks. And when, when it is clicking or when it's not clicking, you know that you're still okay. And you know what, ironically, and not in all cases, I'm sure, but ironically, when you become more assertive and when you become more aware of who you are, that's when things actually start to work for you. That's when things start evolving at a pretty good pace. That's when you start to find where your passion is and that's where you start to excel at it. It sounds ironic because here I am saying, quit, don't like slog this out, but it, that is just how it is because you are aligned with, you, like you, you end up actually finding what you you want you end up finding your real purpose not what you think was your purpose 
And then you go down that path and you go with the current. And that is when things unfold for you at a pretty fucking awesome pace. Okay. So hopefully this podcast resonated with you. Hopefully you found things that you really enjoyed in there um, and that you were able to use. And if not, pass this on to somebody that you think would find this useful as well. Guys, thank you so much for listening and thank you for being patient with me, with me not releasing that episode. My sister was like, what? I was on my way to work and I was refreshing and there was no episode. So I apologize, Stephanie. Don't kill me. I won't. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be more on top of shit, but I'll keep you updated on how organized I am. That's what I'm going to do on my sunroom this week. I'm going to talk about organizing my life and um, yeah, getting like, I want to be one of those really organized people and have like calendars and my diaries and everything like planned out. That's never really been me. I've, like, I love a to-do list. I love a to-do list, but I just going to be like, this is going to be next level 2.0 Alexis organization vibes. So check out Sunroom if you haven't already. Uh, check out the mindset hacks and everything I'm going to add on there this week. And also just continue being beautiful legends, beautiful beings around the world. Guys, thank you so much as always for tuning in. You are doing amazing work sharing my podcast and I literally couldn't do it without you guys. You're a beautiful, awesome community. I love you all so much. And as always, remember, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains, don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.